Welcome to who, damn it, to Cheers from the Press Box. Sorry, I was hosting last night. No, I wasn't even hosting last night, dang it. Uh, Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Ed from Joe. I'm here with my co-host, as always. What is up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live and in person from New York City. Coming to you from New York City. I'm coming from you, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the New York of the South, the LA of the <laughs> East, you know, all the fun names. Uh, we got a show for you today, folks. Um, we're gonna get right to it. No further ado, I'm just starting. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. I also like this to be a tight show. Brennan, yes. The NBA is in its home stretch, and we've exhausted just about every single talking point. I have nothing more to say. At this point of the season, I so, just have one thing to say: light the beam, oh, light the beam. Did they lose last night? I think they lost last night. They did. I think did they you see the part losing streak. Everyone listening to this, it might be too late unless Joe puts this out like immediately. Go back and check out my stories on Instagram at Brennan T Comedy. I put out a parlay, just almost like I think I know what's going on with these teams. Seven teams, fucking seven hit teams, it. seventeen parlay hit every single one of them. It came down to Where were this the is teams? Classic. I need the teams now. Okay. Um, I don't have my phone on me. This is classic oh, Brennan. This is classic Brennan. Uh the final team I needed to win was Oklahoma City against the LA Clippers. Oh my I, gosh, you hit on that. That's when good. I when I went to check it, when I went to check it, it was tied 87-87 with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> wow. Uh just real quick for everybody listening, so you know. Orlando Magic over the Washington Wizards, Cleveland Cavaliers over Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn. New Orleans Pelicans over San Antonio, Boston Celtics over Sacramento, and the Oklahoma City Thunder over the LA Clippers. One, two, three, wow. four, five. Oh, sorry, five teams, not seven teams. I was about to say, that was a little fantastic. I think there was only like six games on. <laughs> yeah. But still. But yeah, no, that's pretty good. All right, enough about the NBA. I'm a genius. Okay, see, eight and two right now. Last ten games. This Moving is the, the thing that kind of bugs sitting me. Sitting at the it. seventh seed. Yeah, with Shea Gilders coming Glizzy. back, like they're not obvious. Like everyone thought when they sat, uh, what's his name, the the rookie. Chat. Everyone, yeah, everyone was like, oh, they're gonna tank this year and try and get Wendy so again. Too. Sat is. Uh, we got hurt, but yeah, I was like, he got hurt, and it was like it wasn't a year. It wasn't a year-ending injury though. Uh, it wasn't a four-year-ending injury, but. Small it would have been frame. like six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, eh, at the same time, let's get you on some. I was also trying to ramp up for an NBA season that you've never played. So probably yeah, no, just you're a right. smart decision. Yeah, but now SGA is like, I don't give a shit. Like, we're SGA going to the playoffs. A legend right now. Um, yeah. What well, if we he, said we weren't going to talk NBA? I know. I was like, we're going to talk NBA. Then we had to go talk NBA. Unbelievable. So, go what we're actually to. going to get to. What did you just say? Go OKC. Oh, oh. Go Thunder, go. I thought you said go Hokies. I was going to say, Brennan, this is not a Virginia Tech oh, household. No. Um, so outside of a couple of things, I do want to shout out uh, 
uh, is it Dante Heisman? Am I Dante Hightower? Hightower. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Dante Hightower retired from the Patriots, three-time Super Bowl winner. Yep. Um, but, Brennan, I want to ask you a question. Who is having a better offseason right now, the Lions or the Panthers? Uh, so I want to answer that question with a question. Why is it that you picked these two teams to put in the rundown? Anything specifically? Um, they have made countless offseason moves here. Um, yeah. We discussed last week about the Panthers moving themselves up in the draft um, to potentially get their future quarterback. But uh, primarily because I think the Lions were a bit of a darling team last year with Dan Campbell. And their biggest Achilles heel was the the defense. Yeah. Um, the defense was mediocre to terrible in the beginning of the season. Got a lot better at the far end of the season. Um, but they needed stability. You can't start the season like that. And they've made quite a few moves, I believe, that have made them a better team, as well as the Panthers have made a lot of moves to help whenever they, whichever quarterback they decide to take. So, again, yeah. I ask you, which team is having the better offseason? The Lions uh, the team or the Panthers? Let's do it again. Brennan, which team is having a better offseason? The Lions or the Panthers? All right, so... Dramatic pause for effect. The better offseason is the the Panthers, hands down, going up to get the, the quarterback. Uh, it's a loaded question, though, if they end up getting the bust quarterback because it's, you know, it's less than a 50-50 shot, then it's going to be the Lions. But if they get the guy, they get the guy of the future, it's the Panthers. But right now, as of today, I think the Panthers are having the better offseason just because they're the ones out there making moves. You did make a point. Detroit has signed. Uh, a few players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but it's nothing that really is going to move the needle that much. And now with Aaron Rodgers out of that division, I think it's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath between the Bears and the Panthers for that number one spot. I think the Vikings are out. We've the talked Bears about Kirk Panthers, or excuse me, the Bears and the uh, the Lions. <laughs> uh, Vikings are out. We've had our Kirk Cousins debates or discussions constantly uh, with Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. They were already falling apart, so. I think the Lions are in a better position moving forward for next season, but I think as far as who's having the better offseason for the long run, it's the Panthers. Okay, I, I can see your uh, your reasoning there, but I think um, grabbing C.J. Mosley from San Francisco, grabbing C.J. Gardner-Johnson from uh, Philadelphia, those two guys alone helped bolster what was a poor secondary uh, and then having David Montgomery out of Chicago actually weakens the Chicago side of things. And then getting Cam Sutton from uh, Pittsburgh. I think they've done a lot to they've put off entire facelift on this defensive backfield. Um, and they're going to have they one game. I know it hurts that he didn't resign with the Eagles. One year, $8 million. Unbelievable. But um, there's rumors about the contract he was offered and signed and everything but uh neither here nor there eagles doing a lot of moves this offseason by the way uh brought back slay i was uh, last last we spoke to you guys they let go slay it was just they did that just to rework the contract no because originally they were restructuring his deal they did it it came to a head 
and they released them, and yeah. then they worked out a deal. Oh, God. After the fact. <laughs> yeah. So do you think they put him on the open market and then he wasn't getting what he thought he was going to get? And he's like, ah, guys. Uh, I mean, possibly, because that's what happened with CJ. The rumors are with CJ Gardner Johnson is uh, they offered him a three year deal for, I think, like like around 10, 10 or so million dollars a year. And he turned it down thinking the market was bigger and the market wasn't what it what he thought it was, and he got one year, eight years out of Detroit you know, on an essentially approved yeah. deal. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think Detroit is going to be positioned better for the long run because they have they have all the pieces around them. They're going to make the postseason next year. I can almost I'm going to I'm going to put yeah, my name on Aaron that. being out of Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to no put doubt. my name on that one. And so. After that, I mean, the biggest piece of it all is then they get the luxury of bringing in a quarterback into a already made team once they, you know, find the guy they want to. Lamar go Jackson. For. We talked about this last week. I mean, it should be Lamar. It'd be the smartest thing to do. Dude. Or uh, hope that the Rams are god awful. And I think they have another number one pick out of them. Who knows? Caleb Williams, maybe. Yeah, next year's supposed to be a great year for quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I think, but I think the Lamar thing, just with all that speed on the outside with Williams, it would make the most sense. It would and, make uh, the Amon Ron St. Brown. So yeah, but hey, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the GM of the Detroit Lions. So no, if I was a DM, I would have been called him up. I would have first day, the fifteenth, I could call him. I'm calling him. I was wrong about that, by the way. That's something I'll eat that crow. I thought. I was like, if they put him on the unrestricted list, he's going to get like immediately. There's going to be like 15 teams reaching out mm-hmm. and nobody did. I was wrong. Oh, I, I, what? There's got to be something going on. I was say, as Tony said, it looks like collusion to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought you were paranoid because you bring that up all the time. And I was like, you bring that up being, all the time. I was like, <laughs> you're being paranoid, Joe. We didn't and, even know each other when Kevin and got bounced from the league. I know, but <laughs> you, you were right. Eric Bieniemy, that's collusion against the league too. That uh, one I believe. That one I wholeheartedly believe. How I don't know is what that is? I don't know what that is. How are some of these guys getting on their second and third contracts? And this dude just made a lateral move to be an OC somewhere else. I was say, uh, who's our who's our guy? Nathaniel Hackett went from being an OC that doesn't call plays to a head coach that got fired in his first year to an OC. In New York, like that doesn't. This guy just keeps getting jobs. <laughs> guy can't stop getting jobs. He can't stop getting jobs. <laughs> can't stop getting opportunities, baby. Um, trust me, he'll if if the Jets are any good, he'll get another job offer next yeah. year. <laughs> collusion. I'm calling it right here. There's collusion in the league. Uh, Brian Flores. That that's that's your case. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah. So Brennan. Speaking of Brian Flores and his former team, the Miami Dolphins, how do you rate their offseason? They're making a lot of moves, a lot of splashy moves. Um, a big signing that happened after we recorded last week. Uh, you wanted to see, get your gauge on what they've been up to this offseason. So the Dolphins, let's run through it. Um, they signed to a tongue of a to his. Uh, yeah, picked up his fifth year. 
fifth year option. Uh, Malik Reed, they signed to a one year contract, a very good linebacker. Um, but I think the biggest move is um, Braxton Berrios, University of Miami, coming home. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I think the biggest move. God, look at all these moves. I'm looking they on. Made a lot of moves. <laughs> Miles Gaskin, they re-signed. Uh, they got Mike White as their backup now, which is awesome because we loved Mike White um, in New York. And now re-signed Moser, re-signed Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. I see that. Thank you. He got me to the playoffs last year in fantasy. Where is the one that I'm looking for? Oh, Byron- that- uh, they released Byron Jones last week because he failed his yeah. physical. We knew that, though. Because he said he couldn't fucking walk. Yep. <laughs> um, that shit pisses me off. Uh, Mike Pouncey's going to retire. Mike Pouncey signed? No. Uh, where is um, Jalen Ramsey? You don't have to look. Thank you. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they made a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think like what? A fifth and a seventh or like a third? That's what only? I'm looking for right now. Oh, a third and Hunter Long. Yeah, there it is. I found it. Tight end Hunter Long. Yeah, so they're making a lot of splashy moves. Uh, Mike McDaniel, our favorite African-American coach in the NFL, he uh, he's 100% about speed. I would like that running backs room to be a little bit bigger, um, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's going speed fucking all the way, baby. Um, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Jeff Olson Jr., Moster. These are all like these are all burners. Uh, and then. The Jalen Ramsey thing, I don't know how I feel because we saw what happened with Revis where shut down, shut down, shut down, and then all of a sudden he just wasn't anymore. And corner is one of the positions where you have to be as the utmost athletic player on the field just because you don't know the route. So you have to be a wide receiver basically, but better than that because you have to not just guess, but you have to be athletic enough to make up for the route combination. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the moves they made have been incredibly splashy. I don't know if it will translate to January football in the long run. Uh, speed is great in the preseason. Speed is great in the summertime when it's nice and hot and everyone's running around. It doesn't I mean, ask the Buffalo Bills. doesn't help in the snow and the slush. <clears throat> well, some people have said Bills didn't have enough speed. Um, yes, some people have said that. Some people have said that. But... Uh, I think more so. I love how I, I used the Bills as my point. That was so fucking stupid. They almost won that game in the snow and the slush. I know. The Dolphins did. Yeah. And God uh, damn it. A couple times. Um, <clears throat> I, li- I love the moves. I love the moves. Uh, love it. He loves I was the <laughs> They doubled down on what they did offensively. Um, you hope too it could stay healthy. But if not, you got what seems like a good backup in Mike White, you know. Second best backup in the league. Uh, you know, White Mike. I'm not. Can we? This is not a shot at you, bro. Can we shut up with the, the best backup in the league? Second best. Because I was told at the start of the season, oh, Carter Minshew, best backup in the league. You guys have the best backup. This definitely sounds like a shot a at me because I was the one who said that. <laughs> well, somebody else too. Uh, guy couldn't win a game. <clears throat> so can we not rate the backups in the league? Like, doesn't like. You, you just hope your starter doesn't go out. Just just pray your yeah. starter doesn't go out. Even though it's highly unlikely because I believe it was like 22 uh, backup quarterbacks got legit like a uh, decent amount of playing time last year. So you got to have a good one, but that doesn't always translate because your team is built for your guy. Um, 
But with that being said, uh, and I think the Jalen Ramsey trade is going to pay dividends because the thing I said going after they lost that playoff game last year was, man, if only Byron Jones, who was hurt, could have played, I feel like this team would have been far better because you have two lockdown corners. Um, and it just opens up the pass rush so much more because the defense looked so much worse than it did the year prior. And it's like, okay, Brian Flores not being there obviously attributes to some of it, but mm-hmm. the talent on that team is still undeniable. So what is the missing link? And it was Byron Jones not being there on the other side. Um, also, Jalen's diversity as far as a uh, defensive back where – He's getting older in year, which is crazy to say, but he can play safety. He can play slot corner. He can if you play, put him at safety, he would. I was mess say, yeah, that's what up. I'm saying. Like Jalen Ramsey is one of the only players where it's like the inverse to uh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed, he was just like an outfielder. Yeah, he was just all over. He was covering sideline to sideline, uh, but on passing routes, always back behind you. Jalen Ramsey, somehow this guy is a cornerback, but he's in on every run play I see. He's in on every short yardage pass I see. He is within, in, if you put him at safety and he can see everything in front of him, I think he becomes one of the most lethal players <laughs> in this in this century. Oh, um, yeah. Like, Definitely. he's He sees the whole field. And to quote, remember the Titans, he loves him some contact. Yeah. Like this guy does not run from contact in that way. So I just think he will open up. He will be a Swiss army tool that has the experience of doing it in the pros. Unlike what Carolina has done to like an Isaiah Simmons and stuff like that. But I think he, this may be, I don't know if this is too high a praise or this is uh maybe looked at as short-sighted, but I think he could be similar to, and I think it's a little too far in his career to say this, but I think he can have the effect on a defense at safety similar to Cam Chancellor did for the Legion of Boom. Wow. Just be the leader, the heart and soul of the Just secondary? A, a thumper from the top down. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I mean, he's a great athlete. It's not like he can't do it. (laughs) Brennan. Yes. Last of our off-season discussions here. Uh, What have you thought of Big Blue? Big Blue has made a couple of moves here. The Giants? No. Damn it. They are Big Blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brennan, what do you think of... Big Blues rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Cowboys have made a couple of moves here. The big star down in Lone Star State. Um, they made a couple of sensible moves, actually, which are is rare for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, tell me what you think about what they've done this offseason. Um, I don't like the Cowboys, obviously, with Joe being one of my closest friends, being an Eagles fan, and then growing up... Uh, let's just say with people around me in my life that love the Cowboys that I had a little bit of disdain for, I am not a Cowboys fan. Uh, this is, I think the Cowboys are having the strongest off season in the NFL right now. In the, okay. You're, you're, you're off. I hate, <laughs> I hate to say it, but getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott and the rest of that contract, uh, franchising Tony Pollard. Cause he's on a running, he's a running back. That's what he's labeled as. So it's franchise tag broken leg, by the way. 
isn't even that much. Um, Going out, and I mean, I know Stephon Gilmore's not the same player he was, but to pick him up for a fifth-round draft pick when you need cover corners and at least an older veteran who can get some of your younger guys to play more coverage-based versus this whole... uh, uh, What's Diggs' little brother's name? Uh, Trayvon. Trayvon Diggs thing where I almost said Tay Diggs. That's not right. Uh, where it's like feast or famine, like we're going to get the pick or we're going to get scored on. So bringing in someone like Stephon. Yeah, the notion that was the dissolved last year. He was very good cover corner. Um, you just hate the Cowboys. Brandon Cook. No, I'd, I'd say he's a very good cover corner. I said the year prior that was true. He was giving up the most yardage. And, oh, you're saying he had the past season. Big, yeah, this past well, season, he was way better in coverage. Yeah. Okay, well, there's he was way better in coverage, but I would not label him as a top 10 cover corner. I mean, Brandon, semantics, semantics. I was about to say, like, come on. You, you once called Allen Robinson a top five Allen receiver. Robinson was statistically <laughs> a top five wide receiver. He just happened to fall off the very next year, so I couldn't <laughs> prove it to anybody. Uh, but the, I think the biggest thing is the Brandon Cooks trade from Houston. Uh, that's they gave up again almost nothing to get. Someone where if you've ever fucking played Madden or if you've watched some of these games, you're like, how the hell is this guy constantly getting open? So, I, I mean, he's had injury issues, too, in the past. Uh, he, that one season where he had two concussions in a row. But uh, I think they're having one of the better off seasons. Uh, I know I started this rant with saying the best offseason yeah, in the NFL. That, that but my, uh... They're having one of the better off. I think some of the moves they made were smart. And it's weird. I think it's because it's the Dallas Cowboys. You expect them to make all these big flashy moves, and they didn't, which actually I think is smart of them. Also, yeah. recent Cooper rushed to a two-year deal. Yeah, <laughs> two-year deals mean nothing to me. Um, it's a one and a promise. Uh, I think they've made very smart, strategic moves, which, again, like you said, is something you can't say often about the Dallas Cowboys franchise. Um, getting Stephon Gilmore to pay opposite of uh, Trayvon Diggs. Stefan, I don't know how much left he has in the tank, but he still has something left in the tank. He's still a very good corner on a, any given Sunday um, or Thursday or Monday, for that matter. Um, Brandon Cooks also uh, very good. Brandon Cooks, there has to be a 30 for 30 or at least a 30 for 30 short. Something. How has this guy been so good, so consistent uh, outside of a few injuries here and there? And he's been on so many teams. He's consistently traded. Yeah, you're right. There's got to be a 30. Because <laughs> this guy, when you see him play, you're like, dang, this guy is really fucking good. But then he's traded and traded. What? What? Houston, uh, the Houston, Rams. New Orleans, the New Rams, Orleans. the Patriots. Now the Cowboys. I feel like there's another team in there somewhere. But it, it, it's confusing. It's confounding. I don't know. This guy, we've seen him be good on a consistent basis and he's constantly on the move. It's it's very confusing. I don't know. The fact I, that he I, spells I, his name with an IN is frustrating. I think that's why he's getting traded, honestly. If we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty, I just think people are like, I enough of this IN thing. We can't we're getting our training staff uh our uh, our press staff and everybody's getting confused. Just move on from this. But, you were right. Those were the teams. New Orleans, New England, Los Angeles, okay. Houston, Dallas. Still, I mean, has he, he was stayed? A, he was a first round pick. He was a top twenty pick. Uh, Oregon State uh, went to Oregon State. Boom. Um, has he been anywhere for more than three years? 
No. That's so weird. New Orleans. Um, maybe if you count. So he was in New Orleans from 14 to 16, but if you count like the 14, 15, and 16 season, then yes. Okay. And then so same got thing traded in Houston. In 16. 20, 21, 22. Yeah, he got traded in 16. So he's never been anywhere more than four years. Um, but when you say three years, it's really two years, but played three seasons kind of a thing. Got it. I see what you're saying. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but yeah, it, it, confounding is all hell. Um, but yeah, good, good, good job by the Cowboys. Um, which we don't say very often here. No, I'm not, I, look, I will never really say, uh, <laughs> but they've, they've been doing a better than not job as far as their off season has gone. Um, do I think these players would be impactful? Maybe. Will they be impactful against the Eagles? Fuck no. <laughs> did you um did we talk about this last week? Did we uh celebrate the re-signing of Kelsey? Uh yes, I mentioned it. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Because I think it happened like, Yeah, because I brought up the keg of beer thing. Because this is still something that bothers my mind. What's that? The fact that I because I asked you this last week. I was like, do they really send him a keg of beer with the contract? To oh, I didn't know. You're like, oh, I think I he was know. like in a bar when he signed it, though. So that makes about some uh, sense. Just celebrating um, alcoholism. Just celebrating alcoholism. Brendan, some people know how to handle their stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. That is enough out of the NFL. And now to everyone's favorite thing around this time, Brendan. How have you been enjoying your March Madness? Uh, I'm going to be honest with the listeners. Oh, no. I'm a bad alum. I oh. didn't even know my team was in the tournament. Wow, well, go on. We talked about them being the top 25, I think, didn't we? We did, but that was a couple of weeks ago before the tournament started. Yeah, I mean, look, they were around there. Not no, it was hard I to know, fall I away. Just- as I said last week, I do not pay enough attention to college basketball, obviously, clearly. Um, I am. I did want to get tickets uh, to the game on Thursday night, so I'm off Thursday night from work. If anybody has tickets or the hookup at Madison Square Garden, you let me know. I want to go see my owls. Okay, I got a question about this, actually. Uh, uh, listen to Dan Libertard's show. Chris Cody is also a FAU alum, and he hoots. Who? 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 Yeah. So is it actually, both? No, it's it's the hoot. Oh, okay. So you're just so what are you what have you been doing? You've been misleading us for like three years now. <laughs> and I'm from the dirty south. <laughs> Do the bird call. <gasps> this guy's been misleading. I listened to too much of the Wayne when I was growing up. What do you want from me? Misrepresenting the uh great universe. Yeah, I don't like the hoot. The hoot is a, the hoot. Just saying hoot sounds ridiculous. <laughs> well, how about saying swoop? Huh? How about yeah, swoop? That's what's on you guys. Insane. <laughs> stupid. No, I think the hoot is stupid. So I go, oh. And doing the arm motion with it, too. Are you, so there's been a lot of upsets. Let's get back to it. There's been a yeah. lot of upsets. Lots of number ones going down, both on the men's and women's side. I mean, the women's, it doesn't really matter because we South Carolina's taking that. But it still does matter. But um, <laughs> actually, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, but yeah, so in the South bracket, you had Furman upsetting Virginia, uh, which was a crazy one. Uh, I think that was the oh, and also you had Princeton upsetting Arizona. Uh, that was a huge one. And then the East bracket, you had Fairleigh Dickinson just taking out <laughs> Purdue. 
Purdue, the I've never seen more people just afraid to play basketball in that Purdue game. You had four guys just who didn't want to shoot, and then a seven four guy in the middle of it, surrounded by little bodies, and they just lost it. Um, you also had that was it out of that conference, yeah. So in the West, you had Kansas go down in the second round to our Kansas um, in the Battle of the Kansases. Uh, you had, was that it out of that bracket? Yeah, that was it for that bracket. And then in the, what is this, the Midwest bracket, you had Miami, University of Miami, taking out Indiana. Shout out to the uh, Canes. And then you had, you had Kennesaw State almost take out Xavier, number three seed. But you had Penn State over A&M. Not an upset, but I mean, Number wise, that's an upset, and pit number wise over Iowa State, that's an upset. But uh, the Sweet 16 has 11 different conferences represented, which that's is nuts. Bonanza. Um, <clears throat> you got the Ivies in there, you got the Conference USA, yeah, baby. Okay, um, you got the ACC in Miami, holding on a tradition for 43 years now, the longest run of any conference, always making the Sweet 16. Miami is the only representative out the ACC. You got Xavier, uh, who I want to say is in the Big East. Are they in the Big East now? Um, you got, yeah, you, you got a little bit of everybody. You got a little bit of everything. So, Brennan, who do you think we'll be talking about next week in the Final Four? Um, next week in the Final Four, I'm going to have Alabama. Mm. I'm going to have Miami. Okay. I'm going to have FAU. Have to. Oh, got to. God, and that's against Kansas <laughs> State, Michigan State, and Tennessee. And then um, I got UCLA. UCLA? Okay. Are you writing uh, this down? Uh, Not a chance. <laughs> um, well, hang on. Let me write it down just to make sure I... Can... Well, we have audio representation. You want to look oh, back yeah, we at do. it? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, so I will have this is uh, man. I'm a I can't have them get to the final four, so I guess I have to go with Wilbon and all the people that I was annoyed with. But I say Creighton gets there. <laughs> I say Texas gets there. Wait, you are talking final four? You think Creighton takes down Alabama, Brandon Miller in Alabama? Eventually, it's gonna be too much. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Eventually, it has to be too much. Also, I just don't want I don't want bad behavior rewarded. Yeah, I agree. I'm just rooting for karma at that point. Um, <laughs> Watch him break his leg in the next game. I'll be like, how's that for karma for you, Joe? <laughs> didn't want that one. Uh, so, yeah, I want... Um, <laughs> wow, you made it so sinister. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we got Texas. We got Crane. We got UCLA also. I have UCLA coming out. You have Texas uh, taking out Miami. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, or Houston. We'll see. Um, also, just trying to be, you know, not trying to get too high, get too low. And I didn't have this beforehand. And I thought they would have caved from just like the emotional um, stress they've been under uh, for a couple weeks here. But Michigan State. Oh, I thought you were going to say you two have FAU. <laughs> no, uh, Tom Izzo just, well, I, 
Tom Izzo deserves a medal, man. Uh, that school had a shooting on campus. Yeah. Less than a month ago, a month and a half ago. And I thought that team would have just like, I thought it would have been too much just emotionally to go through something like that. But they rallied. They they made the tournament. They're the last representation of the, uh, the Big Ten. Um, and this path to the Final Four for him is one of the more favorables. Uh, Kansas State's going to be a hard out. But FAU or Tennessee, I mean, Michigan State's right up there with all all four of those teams are good enough to go, and I think Michigan State has a legitimate. I like chance. how you're tiptoeing around. <laughs> Got to. you're trying not to be too mean. <laughs> Got to. Um, no, I think yeah. FAU is actually very good. FAU plays the most uh, NBA style of basketball, where they don't take dumb twos; they just take long three. It's annoying. It's it's hard uh, watching most wins this season. Right, pros they have like thirty wins, I believe. Thirty three. Um, it's hard watching the pros and then watching college because they take poor shot selection. Mm-hmm. They're not good at free throws. <laughs> the game is slow. I feel like there's a timeout every so two minutes. Slow. <laughs> I can't. That's why I can't do it, man. Like I it's, love the NBA. It's but trash basketball, but it's not the same product. It's trash basketball. But as I told my girlfriend when she when the NFL season ended and she said, "Well, are you guys going to talk about college basketball?" I said, "No." Not until March Madness, because then it means something. Every game, you live and die. So I want to ask you a question just as... So your alma mater doesn't have a football team. You went to the no, University of Florida. Um, go back and listen to Brennan Tassif. your ex-drinking buddy, Joe's episodes. We talk about him on campus stealing stuff. Uh, so Whoa. When you took that... Uh, <laughs> don't say it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to forget it. Uh, <laughs> Trying to incriminate but, me, man. I thought you'd been to jail. You know about this. <laughs> what means more to a campus? A Final Four appearance? Oh, let's not even say Final Four. An Elite Eight appearance or the football team going to and winning non-playoff style bowl games, non-BCS bowl games? The reason I ask is because like at FAU, we were the youngest team to ever go to a bowl game. We did all that kind of stuff. Beat Memphis, ironically and poetically, beat Memphis in our very first bowl game. But I feel like the tournament carries more weight to it, but I don't think as many people care about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, but um, this is a very good, interesting conversation. Like you could hang a banner for, we talked about this, for an Elite Eight or for a Final Four. I know. You don't really hang a banner for a bowl game. Um, I think, me personally, an Elite Eight probably is a little better. Um, Yeah. Than a meaningless bowl game because a meaningless bowl game, like you said, there's there's no there there. I mean, it's the culmination of a season, but all the feel goods you got were from the season. Yeah, I would. I think a the way tournament I run. Is, yeah, I would a take tor- a bowl game over just making the tournament. Yeah, I would take a tournament run over a bowl game. Yeah, if that makes like sense. you give me you give me three good wins in yeah. a tournament. Like yo, that you gave me. We've crossed one weekend into the next weekend. You got me to Saturday or Sunday. Like, yeah, okay, that's a high that you just can't emulate out of making the playoff. Though the college football playoff, I think, is yeah, college football playoff would be better than all of it. Yeah, Um, but but I agree. I think I think making making the tournament is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. But actually, going on a tournament run, this is more exciting, I think, than even when I played in bowl games. I'm like, this is kind of fucking cool. And I think the cool thing about it is... 
Oh, I'm like, what, what made you think that you're comparing your bowl game win yeah, and everything? Yeah, because I was, at, I was there for the first run. bowl game, <laughs> and now FAU is having this run, and everyone's like, oh, this team won the most games in college basketball. Like, they're a powerhouse. They won over 30 games. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but FAU is not a fucking basketball school. And then the more I thought about it over the course of the last few days, I go, wait, maybe FAU is a basketball school. Um, because we've only ever made it to like meaningless bowl games. And then in my head, I started comparing. <laughs> I was like, well, what's more important, a bowl game for football or an actual run for the tournament? Well, it's the thing is, what are people going to get more behind? And I feel like a the, 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 the bad thing about the bowl game is travel. No, not even travel. Just no. you could be seven and five. You could be eight yeah. and four and get to a bowl game. And it's a one. If, if we're going to drugs, it's a one hit. It's a one hitter. Whereas a, a, a tournament run, you're smoking that for all. You're smoking that for a good little week and a half. Yeah. You come back on campus. Today. Like, think of the players. You come back on campus before you leave campus again and get to relish in we're in the tournament and like big man on campus feel before you head out again. Hang on a second. Will you turn the camera back on? Okay. Camera's on. We are recording. Huh? What? Camera's on. All right. Hang on. I don't know which. All right. Now that I live in New York, I want to say this to FAU playing at Madison Square Garden in the Sweet 16. Get yourself one of these babies. Champions. Get yourself one of these. I know we're Conference USA, but represent Florida Atlantic. Go Owls. I think they have one of those because they won the conference. Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> With the 30-plus wins, I'm going to assume they won the conference. God, I've, I've, I feel like the old man. I'm wearing the old conference sunbelt. God. Yeah, that's the old sunbelt logo. That logo probably doesn't uh, exist anymore. <laughs> go Owls. That's all I'm trying to say. But, yeah. Um, like, imagine being UConn. UConn basketball, obviously, is bigger than UConn football because yeah. there's just more sustainable there there. Well, they don't have murderers on their team. Aaron Hernandez. Didn't play for UConn. Went to the University of Florida. Oh, yeah. His brother played for UConn. <laughs> his dad played You're for UConn, You're the person that watched the doc. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? They talk about UConn so much in that doc that I forgot he went to the... And I played against him, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, you played against a murderer. Uh, a murderer. There was more being hit on the field than was known. Um, I don't have a good Keith Morris yeah. needed. But, uh, okay, so the women's tournament. Uh, as Brennan said, South Carolina, move it on through. I got them going to the – I got them winning the whole thing. We'll talk about that later. But some big things did happen. Big shit popping, little shit rocking, whatever that song goes. Miami took out number one, Indiana. Uh Florida Gulf Coast making a move. They beat Washington State, but lost to Villanova. Um, Louisiana looks great. Tennessee looks great. Princeton also. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana State, I said. LSU. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Princeton uh, also made a, a nice little run. They beat NC State to move on to the second round, but lose to Utah. Um Ole Miss took out Stanford. That was a big one. That happened prior to the Miami game. 
Um, and when that happened, it was the first time since I believe 2009 that a one seed in the women's bracket will not have made it to the second weekend. And then Miami ended up uh, knocking out Indiana in Indiana. By the by, if you realize it, Miami men and women both beat Indiana to move to the Sweet 16. Pretty poetic. Tell how nice. that Hoosiers, huh? Hoosier State. Welcome to the 305. Welcome to Miami, bitch. But um, Virginia Tech, shout out to Kyle. They've moved on. They're number one seed in their bracket. They're going against a Tennessee team who've put up 95 and 94 in their two respective games. Jeez. It may get ugly. <laughs> um, and then we got UConn moving as I think they will. Brandon, who you got in your final four here? Is my, my final four for the women's clean? bracket? Yeah. What? Yeah, for the women's bracket. Uh, I think my final four is completely clean, by the by. Uh, is it really? Yeah, I think so. As I said, I would. I made my bracket that night. My women's bracket is doing far greater than my men's bracket. I just want to point that out. As well. <laughs> um, so I've got, obviously, South Carolina. We can all agree on that. I'm going to, you know, even though you didn't do it for me, I'm going to do it for you, Joe. I'm going to take Miami. Um, okay. <clears throat> We'll take Miami. Yeah, I like you Miami. You did it for me two times now. Look at you. Such a so we'll do boy. South Carolina, Miami. We'll do Notre Dame just because of the heritage they got there. And then I'm going to take LSU over Utah because I don't like Utah. <laughs> okay. I, I can get behind that. Represent um, the South. Wow. I One team has been eliminated from my final four. In the women's bracket, whereas like two have been eliminated in my men's bracket. By the way, Marquette also went down in the men's bracket to uh, Michigan State. But um, South Carolina, I have who's still alive. Iowa and Kaylin Clark, who's been putting on, uh, still alive. Also, shout out to, I believe it's Angel Reese out of LSU. Look up her stats. She puts up like, in the first two games, she's put up like 20 and 15 apiece. It's insane. Um UConn, I have as well. Indiana was the other team. That's the only team that's been eliminated by my Hurricanes. Um, so I will replace them with uh, somebody I dislike because I don't think she's a good person. Kim Mulkey and the LSU Tigers. Um, so, yeah. So is that, that Angel is, Reese? Angel Reese, yeah. She is dominating. She's dominating. She had 24 rebounds <laughs> and 25 she, points. Okay, I was like, she had something crazy, yeah. She's like a double-double machine. I think there's only one game. I can't remember if she kept that streak alive during the South Carolina game, but gosh, almost the entire year, like 20 and 15 plus, 15 plus. Oh, she's (laughs) 6'3". Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, South Carolina, Iowa, UConn, and LSU. All right. Moving on out of here. And you'd be surprised how quick. And- quick! Maiman hits quick hit. Ah, uh, Brennan. Quick. The World Baseball Classic took place last night. The final took place last night. It was U.S. versus Japan. Very in. poetic. Two I teammates tuned. going against each other. It ends with Shohei on the mound as a closer. Mike Trout playing for something for the first time in his career. That actually means anything. 
It's not true, I guess, because he also won the last World Baseball Classic with the USA. But um, Shohei strikes him out full count, I believe. I think he got to a full count. Got him um, looking. Got him looking. And, yeah, that was the end. Shohei is by far the best player I've ever seen play baseball for the simple fact that he batted like four some four over 400 in the tournament and then closed the final. <laughs> he's 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 a walking enigma. Uh, that guy is just a spectacular person to watch play. He's a free agent next year, isn't he? Uh yes. You think he could be traded this year dollars? hopefully. Uh I think he's worth every penny, honestly. Yeah. If you're it, just going off baseball money, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like 15 <laughs> um, years, 500 million. Something crazy like that. Defer a couple of those payments down yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, so he'll be a Dodger next year. Uh, and, Brennan, I was wrong, and I didn't have the heart to text you about it because I learned about it a little later. But John ja Morant was given an eight game suspension after we recorded last week. And we thought that was going to be the duration of the regular season end of the regular season but <laughs> yeah i even those, texted you when it came down and i was like oh you were right eight more games but it wasn't eight more games it wasn't it was eight, eight more on t- games it was, it was eight including, including the five that he had already yeah missed. so i even thought you were right when i first saw the news i was like oh joe was pretty close like he'll only be back for like a game or two and then i, was I like, thought i was right oh it's including <laughs> the five he already missed never mind yeah. until i saw Woj talk about it i was like ah that's including oh Nice little yeah. loophole there, guys. Hey. Um, so, yeah. Um, John, Back Wednesday. I believe he's due to return tonight. Oh, yeah. Today's uh, Wednesday. Against the Rockets. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Again, I just hope the best for him. Um, I don't know if 11 days is, you know, going to be completely the thing to reset him. Uh, he doesn't have allegedly... And unallegedly, he says he doesn't have an alcohol problem. The strip club owner said he didn't drink that night uh, in Denver. Um, And it appears he's just having an issue dealing with stress. I don't know if 11 days is enough to figure out how to deal with your stress. And like Bomani Jones said, you're about to go into the playoffs, which is a high stress situation. (laughs) So hopefully... um, he can get through this period and then the summer take a little more time where his job isn't a pressing issue to uh, fully look into himself and get the help that he needs. He's got to uh, find NH- something, whatever NHL, it is, he's got to find something. He's got to find his thing. NHL, Brennan, what, 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 what are we doing with the lightning? How are you guys looking? Uh, we're looking pretty good. We're going to make the playoffs. Uh, we are, I believe, still third in the Atlantic division. Uh, I, I, Joe, I appreciate you asking me first about the lightning. I do appreciate that, but let's talk about your Panthers. What's going on with the Ice Cats, man? Um, you made the playoffs a couple years in a row. You were looking pretty good. You almost made it to the Stanley Cup final. What was that, two or three years ago? Until you got bounced by uh, my Tampa Bay Lightning, who went and won that game or won yeah, that. That uh, was in the second round. Stanley but, Cup um, final. What's going on? So, in a twisted turn of events, um, I've been down on this team for most of the season, but. There's a glimmer of hope outside of a devastating loss to a poor, morbid run franchise in the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Panthers currently sit in the eighth spot and in the playoffs. Oh, wow. But you guys are. They have uh, we're in front of the 
Penguins by one point, and they have a game in hand because they didn't play last night. Um, we've been 7 of 10. And we've won our last 7 of 10. Also, a overtime loss in there. Um, so, we are not doing terrible, but not doing good. Because we can still miss the postseason. That, that's the biggest looming threat. But, um, you know. Things Hockey have the point system is crazy. Like things we're have turned third in the division at 90 points. And then you guys are fourth, 11 points behind us. Yeah. A yeah. lot of mediocre teams this year. A lot of mediocre teams. Speaking of mediocre teams, we had uh, Fulham had an FA Cup match against no, Arsenal. Talk about this. Who's currently the number one in the Premier League. Fulham number uh, somewhere between seven and eight. Uh what a devastating way to lose a game. game. <laughs> um, Fulham, first half, they play them even. Now, mind you, if you remember, we played Arsenal earlier this year, and it was an even game until the final moments. They finally scored a late equal uh, game winner, and that's how they beat us just earlier in the season. This game, first half, we play them even. Start of the second half, who breaks their uh, scoring drought? Mr. Mitro himself on fire um, gets a header in. Uh, did he get a header in? No, he missed the header. The header got blocked. That was an amazing block. Got a goal in off of set piece on the corner. Amazing. We look like, hey, this may be our chance. This may be our time. If we win this, we play. Uh, we don't play Man City, which would have been great. We would have played yeah. Brighton. Then we'd have had to play Man City in the final. At that point, anything could happen. This could be our way to European play next year. Win the FA Cup. Let's go. Well, at about the 75th minute, Willian is going to, he's tracking back and trying to deny a shot on goal. And it's a handball. But that's not called immediately. And then they have to go to VAR. Now, handball in the box is an automatic red. They go. They look at it. It's a handball. There's no denying it. So, automatic red. Willian's out. But as the ref went to go look at the replay, Marco Silva, our manager, was really pissed off because there was a lot of calls that this ref uh, was not calling in our favor um whatsoever so he got a red card and he got sent off and then as William was getting his red card Mitro had a couple of words to say to that referee and that ref wasn't really hearing it so Mitro's course of action was to then give him a nice little shove no you can't touch the ref and make him look his way and then he got a red card. So in the span of about 17 seconds, it's been tracked by Fulham fans online. We got three red cards, two players, our manager, and then we were down to nine men. They had a penalty shot. Bruno Fernandez immediately hit that. A little side note on this game. I had 10 bucks that I, uh, I had 10 bucks on it that I had, uh, Talked my buddy into giving me 1.5 on the spread. Uh, and it looked good 
for a while. We were winning. And then we gave up the goal to Bruno Fernandez. And then like two seconds later, we gave up another goal. And it was a two goal, two to one game. I had 1.5, so I was in the clear. But my buddy Jarvis, I'm gonna shout you out here. Masterclass in the reverse jinx. A masterclass in the reverse jinx. He sent me the money after Fulham's goal. No. He sent me the money after Fulham's goal. And I was I was heated. I was so annoyed. I was like, you son of a bitch. Why would you? You know you what you're doing. You didn't send him the money back, did you? I, I was like, you know what you're doing. And then it looks good. My bet's looking good. We get to the 90th minute. They add seven minutes of extra time. Too much time. I'm like, God. Damn, man. Come on. And uh, as it may be, Bruno Fernandez gets a goal in about the 94th, 95th minute, making it a 3-1 game, making my bet of a 1.5 goal differential moot. So I have to then send him $20 because of the $10 he had already sent me. Masterclass. In the reverse jinx. I would have been like, this, is, this is the cost of jinxing the team. Sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I got to keep the $10, but I just had to give him $10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Inner Miami, I didn't even check what happened. There's just been so much I didn't even see. Look, I got That's March right, Madness. Tournament going on. I'm drunk off March Madness, Brennan. I drank so much on Thursday, you would have been disappointed in me. <laughs> Jeez, I just went. I just took the day off of you. work, or proud of me. Took the day off of work, went to a bar, and just sat there for about five hours. Glorious. Yeah, I was there for eh, maybe just four hours. Beers. Yeah, just knocking beers back. I was there from about like one to about five, six. Yeah, it was a great time. Great time. But yeah, all right. Let's get up out of here. Let's do it. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Brennan, I just realized you didn't read the copy we were supposed to read. Yeah, I didn't know when you wanted me to read it. Oh, you were supposed to do it in between uh, NFL and March Madness. Oh, I forgot. I was supposed to do it way up there. Yeah. Here, do you just want to put it in? Yeah, just, uh, just read it now. Okay. Live read, baby. All right. Before we get into, wait, are you going to edit it into March Madness? No, or you just, okay? Just go for it. All man. right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We do have a sponsor here at Cheers from the Press Box. To play like a pro, you need to train like a pro. This is your only chance to train your game with some of the best players on the planet, including Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, and many, many more. Pro class is packed with hundreds of drills, workouts, and breakdowns, all specifically designed to skyrocket your skills like never before. With over 20 signature training systems, you'll craft your shooting, handle, scoring, and athleticism, just like all-stars and future Hall of Famers. And with our special code, you can claim your 50% off, that's right, 50% off discount right now before it's too late. Check out the show notes, the pinned tweet on Twitter, or check out the link in the Instagram Get instant access and join Pro Class right now. Why'd you make the link in Instagram? Because we should put that. the link in the bio. I usually put the episode link in the bio. Mm. Cut it. What are you doing there? Just cut it out. 
No, don't touch anything, man. I think I got time to cut things out. I got to make clips. Read. I got to do work. You, I got to make music. I got to. Come on. All that was right. a great read. That was a really good read. I was going to say, you need to get a VO agent. That was it. You got a future in that, buddy. Um, but yeah, Brennan, where can we find you? Um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Um, also, the one man show, we are just about wrapped with that. So that'll be coming out in uh, another couple months. Um, but yeah, check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. I have a guest on. We talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party stories. And I also have a positivity podcast called The Power of How. Um, the Power of How the Fuck Do I Have This Many Podcasts? Joe. <laughs> ha. Uh, I still think you haven't. Oh, no. Actually, you've finally caught up to me. We're three and three there. Um, well, I was going to say, uh, Power of How. Getting a lot of good reviews over there on the a new low. A lot of good reviews. Oh, yeah. They like it. Yeah, we, we've talked about it on the show. If you ever fucking decided to listen, uh, we've talked about it a couple of times. We all like the show. It's very good. Um, cool. So, yeah. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Hearing Press. Don't forget to head over to the A New Load Network website, anewload.co. That's anewload.co. They check out all the other shows on the network, meaning uh, including A New Low, uh, Tears from the Press Box. Obviously, you're listening to that. Uh, who does a podcast? We just did the uh, Bass Brothers, uh, the Bass Brothers visual poem experience thing that the Lonely Island did about thirty odd minutes. Um, Brennan got a new nickname that I immediately disapproved of from my brother. Um, Wait, what was that? Uh, you got to listen to hear. Uh, Come on. <laughs> so uh, what else? Uh, don't forget to head over to. Uh, JoeDorval.com to check out. Oh, the website's been fixed, folks. I don't remember. Yeah, I did fix it last week, but also had Russian bots uh, and Indian bots and Czech bots. I don't know all the bots I'm getting right now. But uh, doesn't interfere with you being able to buy your merch over there at JoeDorval.com slash store. JoeDorval.com slash store. Uh, check that out. Um, reasonably priced. Brennan pricing. I'm not trying to make any money. Just trying to have my logo yeah, out there. A, just trying to get it out there. Um. So, yeah. Brennan, get us out of here. As I tell you the nickname behind the scenes. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Florida Atlantic University men's basketball. Let's go. Huge shout out. Destiny Harden. What a way to end the game. <laughs>